Good morning. Good morning. Good morning from the Newman Flexible Workspace in Bromley. And we are the Bromley Buzz. Yes, we are. Once again, buzz, buzz, buzz. Yeah, and we had feedback previously when we were in one of the smaller rooms here, this very one that was a bit echoey. You know what? I don't care. Um, it's a free space provided us by the lovely people here. I've got my parking. Yeah. Um, can't complain. Yeah. And it's walking distance for me. Yeah. And you know what? We like being authentic. Unscripted, oh, should we say. Talking of unscripted, um, Jaya, one of the staff here, happy mm. 21st from the other day. Absolutely. There, there's a little... Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday dear Jaya. Happy birthday to you. There. Um, <laughs> Yes, down in the uh, entryway of Newman Flexible Workspace, there's a, an, an office behind the reception with a little door, mm. uh, and it's completely jammed up with the 21st balloon and sub-balloons. It's the really moment. lovely, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Having to navigate over it. Nice one. Yeah. That would <sighs> be great in one of those um, obstacle games that you've got to get over, you know? Mm, those okay. adventure obstacle games, you know. Can you walk over it, under it? Maybe that would be a new fitness challenge for the flexible offices of Bromley. Who can make their life the hardest for their customers to actually get in? We could have a playoff between Newman Flexible Workspace, Kingfisher House, uh, Contingent Works, and all the other ones. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. a good idea. Barbed wire, minefield. No, anyway. Uh, okay, that's going a bit extreme. <laughs> barbed wire. <laughs> That's where the spontaneous came in. <laughs> yes, and you can also listen to us talk about barbed wire and things on Channel Radio on Mondays at 10am. Um, now then, what's been floating on our particular boat since we last convened, which was a little while ago now? Float your boat, float your boat, float your boat. Well, we had that joint buzz, didn't we? Which mm -hmm. um, was actually, don't leave me this way. No, we're going to sing out. Is that the wrong one? No, it's the right one. It is the right one. Yeah, yeah. The way you looked at me, I thought it was the wrong one. No, no, uh, I'm not just thinking about a singing load. I know, it episode. is a singing one, isn't it? Oh, well, fair A good. singing buzz. Yes, anyway, Zenat is um, obliquely hinting at the Reverend Richard Coles, former member of the Communards, uh, yeah. priest, all-round good guy and broadcaster, uh, who we went to see at the Churchill Theatre in Bromley recently. Yeah, it was about... In an audience with. A couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah. A week ago, it was absolutely fantastic. Something that I didn't expect. Mm. So I walked in. There was just a chair, a yeah. table, which he didn't even sit down at. He stood the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's such a storyteller. Well, this is the thing. He went up there, and I think he had like grey jeans on, uh, grey shirt, uh, clerical dog collar. Yeah. Um, even though he'd retired, and. There, were, there was, as you say, no props whatsoever, but there was just this story of growing up as uh, a, a gay man who had to play the same song about being gay to his parents mm. five times before they got the message uh, yeah. about going into the communards, living through the era of AIDS. Yeah, uh, in the 80s. Awful. Yeah, and then moving on into the priesthood, into broadcasting, and... I mean, he, he really put that his life story... To together beautifully didn't and he's they? a crime writer now uh yeah yeah what next the world is your oyster yeah. you know and it was interesting because one of the ladies had asked um you know since he's not in the priesthood anymore mm. if that's the right term um why he still wears his dog collar mm. which was interesting wasn't it yeah and um it's kind of part of who he is really and uh, yeah, it was, it, 
yeah, it really kind of got me thinking about life mm. and struggles and aspects and yeah, the exciting things I hope to have him on my show sometime in the near future. Sorry, what show is that, Z? I know, the reason why I didn't say it is because you like to jump in and go. What show is it, Z? Oh, okay, no, no, I'll no, no, no. I, 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 I can't get it. Okay, oh, yeah. No, you're quite right. I, I failed my prompt. You the failed mindset, your prompt, yes. The Mindset Matters show on Channel Radio on Fridays, 10.30am to 12pm each week, featuring informing and inspiring guests from the world of mental health, including people who are experiencing or have experienced is experienced uh, major and other challenges in their life, and uh, quite a few musicians, so Bob Neal, local MP, yeah. and uh, various other people. Absolutely. Mm. Well done, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Reverend Rich and Coles. PR. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll see um, and hear Reverend Richard Coles on there. Got some other interesting guests, a Canadian musician who will be speaking about later on uh, when we're off air. Absolutely. And you know what? Since we're talking about my show, uh, mm. one of my buzzes that I had was uh, the pleasure because obviously you've heard him on the Bromley Buzz mm -hmm. so to all our regular listeners he's not um, a stranger mm. but on my show I had Andy Woodman former football um, player goalkeeper and um, he now is the first team manager at Bromley Football Club yes so I had the pleasure and delight of interviewing him for my Mindset Matters show and if you haven't heard that show, please do go over to my um, podcast channel and listen to the replay. Mm. And uh, yes, and they won again at the weekend, by the way. So I think they've stuck two or three wins together there. They have. They're, I don't know, three, three, four points off the top of um, the National League now. Mm. So go Andy and the team. Brilliant. It was funny because I, um, I'd um, sent an email to um, Ben Hayward, who mm. does the events and organising at Bromley Football Club lovely uh, young man yep. and um, I sent him the link to Andy's interview because he didn't get a chance on the day to listen mm. to it and he goes he loved the bit that he loved the best was the interruption by Robin oh, yeah. who is the uh, CEO mm. of Bromley Football Club uh, which, and I completely left it uns um, unscripted and um, I was going to edit it and of course Andy was like no 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 leave it in leave mm. it in so it was brilliant he loved that bit Well, what will be buzzing for me at lunchtime, or just after lunchtime, we're off to the aforementioned Churchill Theatre, uh, where we'll be meeting three of the cast members of the upcoming Panto, uh, Jack and the Beanstalk, when I have the um, uh, Churchill Theatre brochure here, so I'm going to quote Fee, from it. Fee, fo, fum, I, I smell the blood of an Englishman. Englishman. <laughs> Be alive, be alive, or be dead, and I can't remember the rest. No, be alive. Yeah. Anyway, Jack and the Beanstalk, the giant pantomime spectacular, is on from December twenty twenty two, and actually, your intro was about right. Join us for a strictly magical adventure. <laughs> strictly magical adventure. They punned it uh, this Christmas. Fee fi fo fum, a giant of a panto, your way comes, doomed to sell his trusty cow. Join Jack and climb a beanstalk of gigantic proportions to Cloudland in the spectacular 3D family pantomime, including the ultimate ballroom dancer, king of the ballroom in fact, uh, and TV favourite Anton Dubic, who leads the cast as Jack, uh, who fights to outwit the evil giant and, oh, go grab a hordes in the show too then. Oh, well, no, no. no. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bit slow this morning. I think that may be a point I'm going to make to him later on. But 
But anyway, I'm looking forward to that one uh, later on. And yes. with any luck, the interview output of that will be in an upcoming show or two. Yeah. No, that's going to be such a great interview. I'm looking forward to that too. And maybe I can get a few moves in with him before he's out to. That sounded so wrong, didn't it? Well, I can make it worse than that. You might even get to bed with him. On account, of, on account of the fact, so you go for quick continuity here, uh, that he used to work in the bedpost in Petswood. Yeah, just in case you thought otherwise there, uh, any listeners out there. Um, speaking of Anton uh, Dubeck and Strictly, mm. I'm going to go into my buzz because it fits in really well with that. Strictly is coming again on the 17th of September. So any dates out there, anyone wants to book a date with me, I'm unavailable on Saturdays from the 17th of September onwards. You need to work around my schedule. Okay, I'll bear that in mind. To be fair, I'm going to be fairly glued to it as well. This is a strictly (laughs) fandom show and, you know, if you go back into our back catalogue you hear interviews of Kevin Clifton, Seven Minutes with Oti Mabusi and Johannes Radebi, who who we named, I think, as our favourite interviewee to date the other day. Admittedly, I didn't consult you on that. Um, Have you got any alternative views on favourite? No, 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 absolutely. Oh, I loved, what's her name? Um... What's her name's fantastic. What's her name's yeah, she was brilliant. Oh my god, her name's just gone out of my head. The one who was deaf. The one who's deaf. Oh, she's yeah, the we didn't interview her, did we? I'm, no. I'm, I'm no. talking about people we've interviewed on the show. I know, I know. I and know. I've forgotten her name as well now. No, no sorry. Ellie? No. No, it wasn't. I'll have to go back and no, check. But she's in the East Enders, so Sorry, but that, yeah, she, she's from East Enders, but um, not the professionals. But no. you know, the the lineup this um, time is great because they've got X Factor Fleur East, former England football um, captain Tony Adams. They also have Britain's Got Talent uh, finalist, who was um, Molly Rainford, and of course actress Ed Lasso and comedian Ellie Taylor. So it's, it seems like a quite nice lineup. Yes, I'm afraid our listeners will be hearing more about that coming forward as well. Sorry for those non-Strictly fans out there. Mm. Buzz, buzz. Right, I had a double buzz yesterday I'm going to fill you in on. Um, This involved both dogs and Islam, which is not your usual combination, it has to be said. Uh, I went to Paws in the Park in in the uh, Cater Alexander Park in Beckenham. So was there a lot of yapping around? There certainly was. The place was absolutely thick with dogs. In fact, I'm going to introduce now the Care Dogs Befriending Service, Mm. a person I spoke to at the event, and hopefully it picked up on the microphone. I haven't had a chance to listen back yet, but there was a dog talking, barking, uh, even as we were starting that. But uh, I really like this, and this is something I think you all enjoy as well, because you've done the interview with um, Asia Cuthbert, Tackling Loneliness Champion on Mindset Matters for Mm. Romney. And this Care Dogs Befriending Service. Are you over 55 and feeling lonely or isolated? Do you love dogs but can't have one of your own? Care Dogs Befriending Scheme pairs up volunteers and their dogs with older people in their area to connect over a walk, talk or cup of tea for one or two hours weekly. Brilliant idea. And now we can hear from uh, the lady who I bumped into, Delphine of Care Dogs. Excellent. I love the um, effects we've got here with the dog barking in the background. No, you stopped. Uh, anyway, we are with at the Pause in the Park in Cater Park today uh, with Delphine. 
and she's founded a charity and has the stall here and love the charity. Could you tell us about it? Of course. Thank you, Darren. Yeah, the charity is called Care Dogs and we are a befriending charity that helps um, to pair up older people who may be experiencing loneliness or social isolation or who may, you know, just love dogs but aren't able to get one themselves with local volunteers um, who they can go on walks together with or have home visits. Um, It's really a way to just bring people in the community together through canine companionship and also human friendship. And I think you've uh, got a recruit a few minutes ago. Absolutely, yes. We're having a lot of people come over with their dogs and they're really interested to um, find volunteering opportunities that they can do with their furry friends. So we've had a lot of interest, um, which has been great. What do you think of the event as a whole? You're you're right behind the the main ring here, so we've had... um, floppiest ears or whatever it was just now we've had puppy we've had senior dog yeah i actually i should have probably um put my dog in for best ears because she's got very good uh, very good triangular ears that turn inside out when she's excited um yeah it's been really fun it's quite overwhelming in a very good way um everyone is just so community focused the dogs have been amazing and it's just lovely to see so much like local talent you know you've got people making bandanas people um, making you know plant pot sheds that look like dogs so um, yeah it's very tempting to just go around and uh, spend lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying about um, the way that you match up dogs with humans um, when people come forward to you if they've got a young and excitable dog which is what we had just now that still works. Exactly yeah we don't want anyone to feel that their dog might not be right for our service because we have clients of all different types of personalities some of them are very active some of them are hyperactive themselves others um, you know a lot more relaxed and they might be looking for home visits rather um, than a walk so we really try to pair um, pair them up bespokely as you say Um, so I'm just explaining to people visiting us really that um, you know you tell us about your dog and we'll find a client that works for you. Okay, and how do people get in touch with your charity? And remind me of the boroughs it covers at the moment. Absolutely. So I'm based in Crystal Palace, so I'm very passionate about South London. So we're based in um, the five boroughs of Bromley, Croydon, Southwark, Lewisham and Lambeth. Um, and that's and people can get in touch with us via our website. So our website is caredogs.org.uk, which is caredogs, all one word, C-A-R-E-D-O-G-S dot org, O-R-G dot U-K. And which social media have you got? We're on all of them. Um, and, and our social media handle is caredogscharity. So please do give us a follow. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on LinkedIn. Those are our main ones at the moment might see us on others but (laughs) well it's been fabulous to meet you have a great day thank you so much darren enjoy all the dogs i am oh this bulldog heaven (laughs) so there we go wonderful you know and it's been nice to hear that because obviously the last uh sort of because it's been the summer the Mm. last few weeks i've been doing a lot of dog sitting which is my kind of side hustle Another side hustle, should I say? Mm. My one of many hats. I, I sound a bit like um, De Bono, you know, the thinking hats, the six thinking hats. Edward De Bono, yes, okay. Edward De Bono. Um, he talks about these um, the six different types of thinking hats, which mm. shows creativity, team building. So, which hat do you wear to make which decisions, etc., etc. In short, and I feel like that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, lovely. 
Interesting, very interesting concept. Thank you. I need to ask you more about that separately. Uh, the other thing I mentioned there was mosque, and I'm talking about the Al Iman Centre in Keston. Because after we'd finished with the dogs yesterday and meeting, I think seven bulldogs on the day, which was an absolute joy. But anyway, we, myself and my daughters went down to the Al Iman Centre because I had an open day on. And you've been there before as well. I have. Yeah, yeah, Do you remember what episode that was? You first. Well, there was a special episode in which we interviewed. Omar from there, so mm. that's available. In that the was during Ramadan, wasn't it? Um, no, that the the first one wasn't. The second one, where we interviewed one of the ladies there, mm. uh, was part of a general episode I used. But that was during Ramadan. That was the community iftar when people get together that's in the right. evening to yeah. uh, say, "Oh, thank goodness for that. We can eat and drink again." <laughs> uh, and that was real fun. And again, yesterday's was, and I put on our Bromley Buzz Insta some pictures from it. So. Yeah. Uh, they, they, didn't, they didn't avail uh, me of this one, but there is a, you could try wearing a, a hijab while you're there. Uh, there was a kid's corner with some very happy kids and Lego. Uh, we should have introduced Sarah Marsh Collins to that, bring her up from Devon especially, uh, and all the rest of it. But it was its usual friendly, lovely self and we really liked it. Nice place, nice community. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Um, so tell us about oh, this buzz, I know you've been dying to tell me. So there's two actually kind of connected, but you've mm. got the... Um, Barry Oddity, and then you went up to Edinburgh, so fill us in that. Well, they are are connected to um, Bromley in a couple of ways. Right, the the Beckenham's Bowie Oddity was like the third thing in August I went to Bromley related. Did the interview with the guy that was doing Bowie at Churchill Theatre, uh, did another Bowie uh, Family Day event, and then finally there was the Bowie Oddity, which was. Yes, I'm bowed under the weight of it all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this was at the Croydon Road Recreation Ground, where there is the Bowie Bandstand, as it's called, which is a bandstand which was used in 1969 when he uh, helped create a festival there mm-hmm. and played at it. And um, yeah, that was really cool. I'll tell you what, standing next to that, this is one of those really dry, parched days and everyone was baking, but standing next to that and watching... Uh, a band, including people who played with Bowie in it, mm. I might add, doing uh, Heroes live uh, was really, really lovely. And this whole Beckham and um, Bowie connection, because he lived here for 20 odd years, is fascinating. Um, and of course, you know, I went off to Edinburgh Fringe and I found Bowie links there as well, uh, and people doing Bowie related stuff. So it gets everywhere, he's international. Um, but I went there because. One of my daughters was appearing in a show called Panto, she wrote, and it was great. She was great. And that makes you such a proud father, doesn't it, seeing yeah. that? But it also, having just come out off the back of the Bromley Arts Festival in um, July, mm. seeing something which, Bromley Arts Festival has been established in effect for two years. It's a fledgling festival, which is growing. But Edinburgh Fringe is absolutely massive and heaving. 75 years this year. It just shows how long it can take to wow. really get, you know, that's it's a incredible. massive big deal. Now they're that passed, that's massive. it. You just waved a finger at me. I did I? wave a finger at you because I'd like you to... This is so no, so no use for an audio thing. It's good that we're not videoing this at the moment. Nice, but, nice um, nails. You said you wanted to do an interview at your nail bar, didn't you, a while ago? I do, yes. Do you remember the name of it? Nail teeny, tit tit, nail tintini. <laughs> Nail Tintini, I shouldn't have asked if I knew it was that complicated. 
a very... It's right opposite the... Bromley um, Picture House? Pit, Bromley Picture House, that's right. Have you sneakily been there to do your nails? How did you know? Uh, no, I was biting him in the car on the early on, <laughs> early on the way in earlier and cursing myself. No, uh, Nail Team, team Teeny, they are uh, absolutely wonderful. Lee um, it is the lady, the owner, and um, she is just so wonderful. I've been going to her um, for, gosh, since 2010. 2011? Mm-hmm. They've been doing my nails. They clearly nailed it, Lizzie. They have indeed. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so we've got loads of buzzes, haven't we? We do, and it's your one. Okay, it's my one. Hold on a second, don't record this bit. I want to actually... I'm stopping it. The reason why I stuck my finger up at you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was nice, it wasn't... <laughs> no, obviously, you're not putting that in. No, no. Um, I thought we'd just do a little rec- video recording. Oh, okay. We can put that out. Mm, sure. Um, so, I don't have my proper. Right. That looks like a hairdryer. Huh? Looks like a hairdryer. Mm. I've got one of them actually, which I haven't yet used. Yeah, so I stopped that mic up here mm-hmm. and then I tied it round. Okay. Last time. Are we going to YouTube this? You can do if you want. Excellent. For anyone that um, is going to be confused by the nature of this episode, we've just taken time out to do a video recording, which I may or may not leave in the uh, edit when I do it. Mm, I would like to hear some the edit, yes. <laughs> You've never wanted to hear the edit before. I've, I've been totally unsub-edited by you so far. I know. To date, I let you have free Which means I can all. leave in your best bit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Okay, so let's move on to mm-hmm. our next uh, buzzes because we've got a lot of buzzes to get through. Um, tell us about um, Delphine. No, not Delphine, sorry. Uh, we did Delphine. Uh, Murals of Penge because you put some lovely posts out there. This is very true. Again, back on the Instagram and I think one or two other other bits of social media. But the, the gist of it is that Penge, which uh, is a part of the borough I've really not gone to in my 20 plus years in Bromley until now, mm. uh, for the last seven years has been quietly working away with a local person who runs something called London Calling. You can find them on social media too. Uh, and around the streetscape of Penge, but in particular on this occasion, on an open day, uh, there were in the upper floors of the Blenheim Centre car park. Uh, about 120 individual pieces of art, street art, mm. done by people who are local, national, and international from South Africa and other places, Ukraine actually. And it ranged between, uh, as the chap I was interviewing, and uh, you can check out the special episode I did with him recently. But it, the it goes from the grungy to the to the um, uh, what you might call the classic art with a, a lovely sort mm. of. Uh, a bird, a finch that we were talking about, uh, to um, challenging, message-driven things, to actual graffiti art, as you uh, are used to, mm-hmm. through to, uh, there's this fantastic picture of uh, St. George and the dragon uh, up against a building mm. on the top of the car park. I mean, you really have to see it to believe it. And not only that, those things get overwritten every so often. So it's literally... Uh, art that has its moment and then <laughs> like Banksy I suppose he must have had his art to, his stolen yeah. whole building sites have been stolen with I mean, his art on it now Banksy's but yeah it's just painted over by other art in due mm-hmm. course so it's a momentary thing 
but and yeah, it's beautiful. There's a lot of meaning behind um, that mm. type of art, and it's it's interesting to see how the perception of graffiti art has changed over the yeah. years. Some still see it as horrendous and it shouldn't be happening, you know, graffiti on walls, but then. You know, I think it's about, for me, it's about taking the time to actually see, you know, we've got such amazing artists out there. Where are they going to stream their art and their talent? And if it's not disruptive, then why not? Well, this is always permission. And there's always a story, yeah. But there's a story behind Mm. every stroke of paint or every spray that they make. There is feeling, emotion, something behind it. Well, the London Calling chap was quite amusing because one of the things that he does, apparently, when they need to start a new piece of art off, it needs a black backdrop, black mm. painted. So he's, that's his artistic contribution. He paints the black. So it's like the Rolling Stones painted black. Um, and <laughs> he was standing there talking next to me. And, and we also got um, podcast bombed because someone came by to say what how brilliant it was and what it meant to them. And I put that into the episode. I'm oh, very fantastic. happy about that. But anyway, he had his high-vis jacket on you know, the, the startling yellow that they are. Yeah. But it's gradually becoming a low-vis jacket because it's covered in bits of black, black paint. Black, black, black. <laughs> but you know what? It's as interesting we're talking about um, black, you know, starting off with a black canvas because mm. apparently, um, I don't know where and I can't remember because it's such a long time ago, I might go away and Google it later. Uh, there is uh, a painting out there. I call it a painting because it is a piece of art. Mm. And it's just black. Mm. And it's famous. And it's worth billions and billions of pounds. It's a black canvas. <laughs> I can see you're impressed. Yeah. Moving on, yeah. shall we? <laughs> Put it this way, I've never been tempted to go to the Tate Modern. I know this is actually an artistic deficit on my part and that I really should go because those things can be very meaningful, very thought-provoking, very profound, but I'm just a bit old-fashioned, I suppose. Speaking of Tate Modern, I know it's not me, yeah. Romney, but um, I just saw recently, and I would love to take my niece and nephew, they've got an exhibition on there of stickers. So it's a whole room where there's stickers and they give you stickers and you just start putting them mm. out and sticking them around and there's a piano and it's got stickers all over. It's absolutely stunning. Um, and I think it'd be a lot of fun go around putting stickers everywhere and just seeing the creativity of what it's created. Well, one of the um, most fun bits of PR I saw as, as a uh, PR and working in music, I went to see a band called Humphreys McGee. Uh, in London, like and it was almost empty, oh, almost empty, because England were playing Norway in uh, a football championship mm-hmm. that night, and so this is an American band, so we had a lot of expat Americans turning up and virtually no Brits. But anyway, there I was, and I enjoyed the band, not really my normal cup of tea in music terms, mm-hmm. uh, but they did a couple of special things. First one is, they almost never repeat a song in a set. And they've actually got a catalogue of what they played and when mm. on their website. Yeah. And the second thing, stickers are cheaper in the States than they are here. And so they hand out these little tiny stickers about an inch long to their fans with mm. a little heart on. And Umphreys, or Umph Love, I think it was. Aww. And then the, then the fans who turn up at the gigs plaster their faces, their t-shirts, and other people with the stickers. And it becomes part of their advertising. How lovely. Yeah, Aww. I thought it was rather, rather novel. I love stickers. Mm. I wonder if the tape's got an Umphreys sticker. I think that's a teacher sticker. thing as well. Because ah. we're always giving out stickers to kids. Oh, there's something I, I want to, uh, as a PR, I want you to be in, in due course. Uh, have you heard of the Smiley Movement? Yes. 
Yeah, well, I've been talking a little bit to uh, the editor of the Smiley Movement, and it's a magazine slash website, mm. which basically mm. is about cheerful news, and I love that kind of thing. So, Smiley. you know, check That's out Smiley Movement on social media and elsewhere. That's the word. Mm. Um, you know, you mentioned Ukraine while you were talking about it. Um, and... Yeah, this became a joint birth, but actually, be, you were involved in this quite a bit, being mm. part of the Bromley Rotary Club, yep. uh, the Ukraine Day, the Independence Day. Yes, the Rotaries of Bromley and the Mayor put together uh, on the Independence Day, 24th of August, for the Ukraine, uh, a family day, which was at the... Um, the Warren. The Warren, Hayes. thank you, in Hayes, um, in their back garden, so to speak, uh, and <laughs> it had hook a duck and uh, various activities for children it had some music and um had some food copper salon gave some food to the helpers the some local lovely artists there exhibiting their work young people that's right v- very creative yeah um i had dinosaurs oh i know that it was, was so real lovely mm. they were brilliant the guy that um has the dinosaurs so to speak uh, actually lives in Orpington, i gather oh really mm. Yes, but anyway, so we had a T-Rex um, striding around. And you know I talked about the um, murals in Penge. Mm. That was also being done on a, a street celebration kind of day as well. So when I left the Blenheim Centre in a car park, I went down to that mm. little markety thing going on, uh, some music and a stage there. Um, but uh, on the stage, or by the stage, they also had a Triceratops and a T-Rex walking up and down as well oh, as part of that. Um, and one of my favourite things I've ever seen, they also had, Chinese lions. <gasps> really? You know, the, you know, the, the beautifully yeah, 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 bright yeah, yeah. red and gold costumed acrobats, for want of a better word, acrobatic lions and, yeah. and entertaining the children and all that. So well done to the Penge Bid, otherwise known, I think, as SE20. And you can also find on um, social media. Oh, and a quick plug also, to anyone who does want to check out stuff that's going on in Penge, uh, and including the open days for those murals, which I mm. believe otherwise closed off the ones upstairs in the car park. Mm. Uh, check out the Penge Tourist Board Facebook, because that's where it comes okay. up. I was talking to one of the Penge Bid people who will go nameless, and they were saying that uh, when they introduced the name of the Penge Tourist Board, it made everyone laugh. Uh, but it, the murals and other things have made it far more serious and um, worthy in people's eyes, and it's just lovely to see. Fantastic. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, that was a lovely day, and it was nice to see the, to make it down because I wasn't sure I was going to make it down there. But yeah, fantastic. Um, do we know how much was raised on that day, by the way, in Ukraine? Haven't a clue. I don't think the in the end that the primary aim was fundraising. The primary aim was to give people a good time yeah. and to see but the I children do doing their thing. Some of oh. the money was going towards the Ukrainians yeah. um, back back home. Well, I bought some quite expensive Ukrainian chocolates while I was there. Uh, which was the idea because that meant that they would have had spare money out of it so good luck to them absolutely mm. um i wanted to mention because it was a lovely buzz and you joined me mm. and we went down to bromley mind um about a week ago and we spoke with um Syrah addison and charlotte yep uh, apologies i can't remember her last name but um we were talking about dementia, so one in particular, what they're doing, mm. all the sort of um, how they're trying to bring out more awareness is because more well, needs to be, yeah, more needs to be done. And one of the initiatives that Syrah talked about was Yoda, yes, as in Star Wars Yoda. 
No, actually, so it means... Same spelling, you're quite right. It is the same spelling. So it's Young Onset Dementia Activists Group. And, um, you know, it's been described as life-changing, amazing, and like having a warm blanket put around you. Now, the group clearly means a great deal to participants who are affectionately known by the acronym YOLAs, as well as to those who care for them. So it's, it's really given people who are going through onset dementia or even pe- family members and friends who have somebody suffering from that, it's a great place to go, seek support, help, have a group of understanding Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is absolutely incredible. Now, the group actually began uh, life in May 2021 after Bromley Dementia Service Manager Sarah Addison, who I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. proposed the creation of a service specifically aimed at people with young onset dementia. Um, I'm going to quote this. Sarah said, most dementia services are aimed at older people, so aren't able to offer the kind of support that younger people who have dementia needs and it's interesting because we do think of dementia in older people don't we Mm. but um it's amazing to see how early dementia is now appearing within younger people it's really sad but um yeah so it needs its support you know what i'm going to introduce them to delphine from the dogs charity Mm. because you can imagine they do home visits so you can imagine that if they have a mind to having a, a, a nice dog turn up in their home yeah. will, uh, would be good for them. Absolutely. Um, I'm just going to read a little bit more about them because this also means quite a lot to me personally. Um, so before we set up Yoda, we had people as young as 40 accessing the mind care dementia services. And I felt strongly that we could create something that could offer support around the issues younger people are more likely to face, such as employment, relationships with children, we also wanted to offer activities that we sorry that were more geared towards younger people who are more physically active. Yodi is open to everyone living with young onset dementia in Bromley, Lucian and Greenwich, as well as the friends and family members who care for them. So, I mean, if you want to find out more information about them, then do go over to uh, blgmind.org.uk. Mm. You can find some more about what's happening, show your support. Right, ready your affirmation or empowering question, Z, because we'll get on to that in a moment, but only after I mentioned another thing I did, which was relevant to people doing good things in the community. Mm. Uh, I bumped into some people from various schools, uh, students, who were working with the National Citizen Service and a company called, or a charity called Groundwork, Mm. and they were championing a couple of charities, one of which was uh, about leukaemia and the Afro caribbean community who are more prone to it and they were doing an awareness and fundraising thing with cakes outside the walnuts in orpington on day one Mm -hmm. and then i went on the second day uh, they were in the temple united reform church in st mary cray and they had various food on offer including some of the best onion bhajis i've tasted in my life i love how Mm. you seem to always find your way to food Well, in that, yeah, this is what... It's um, interesting. When I was speaking to one of the ladies at the Alaman Centre yeah. yesterday, uh, she was saying that, yeah, food is what brings people together. Food, yes. drink, music, arts, all of that. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm afraid it is a recurrent theme. Caribbean, and we're probably, and, uh, I think we may nip <laughs> off to Grace 40 after this and have a, a bite to eat, actually. 
He's already thinking about food. East Street, Bromley. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, so that's amazing. So carry on. You were talking about the, mm, the young national No, I do. I just want to mention that he exists yep. and it is inspiring and they're going to be keep doing other things with other students going forward in the area and it's worth checking out. Mm, brilliant. Um, I just wanted to mention my last buzz. Mm. Uh, it's, it's kind of personal. It was really nice to... Uh, received this email. Um, I was invited to speak at the addiction conference in Madrid mm -hmm. uh, coming up on the third, sorry, the third and the fourth of October. Unfortunately, um, I can't make it to Madrid, so I am going to be doing it virtually. Mm. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, as you should be. Brilliant. And you love Spain. I bet you're oh, doubly do, upset yes. you're not going in person then. I might have to do my um, keynote speaking uh, in Spanish or half mm. and half. Uh, all very alfresco. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been amazing to actually go there, but unfortunately, yeah, I won't be able to make it there. But um, it's nice right, to be asked to be keynote speaker. Absolutely. Let's have a little preview, because you may or may not throw an affirmation or empowering question into that, but you're doing these shows. What do you have for us? In terms of, sorry. You are regular, <laughs> regular... Oh, my regular affirmations. affirmations. Oh. Sorry, I went into my own little world. Uh, so my that's mentioning Spain, that did it to you. Yeah, it was as I was off there with the sangrias mm. and the tortillas and the jamón. The that will be back on the show mañana. <laughs> so my affirmation for this week is, consider your beliefs. What are they? Do they serve you right now? Imagine what you could do or what could happen if you could change or shift these limiting beliefs so we're thinking about your belief systems and it's not meaning that the beliefs are wrong it's just that sometimes those beliefs that we have may not be working for us right now they did in the past but do you need to alter those beliefs slightly so that you can achieve the successes that you want hmm. I've seen plenty of people change their beliefs around things in, in my life and uh, that was again the thing back to the mosque uh, as they said, people come in there for the first time, they don't get what they expect and they change their beliefs as a result. I introduce you to this book, which has only just been out, Nicole Athanayaka, mm -hmm. Let's, Let's Talk. talk yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with it because if you only talk to people who believe the same thing that you do, then conversations are a bit wasted. Mm -hmm. But if you There's develop no the art of talking, if you have, because this is uh, subtitled How to Have Better Conversations, mm -hmm then it can help change what you believe, how you lead your life, and uh, actually, ultimately, how you enjoy it better. Yeah, that's brilliant. I'm looking forward to actually reading that book. So, because, um, as you know, the art of communication is really, really important, and it's about growth and understanding. And, you know, like now, we're communicating through a podcast. The power of podcasting. The power of podcasting. And actually, talking about podcasting... Mm. We've got something coming up which we're excited about that you've been working on hard behind the scenes that's going to be delivered this yes, week. Yes, uh, I um, no, workshop week? on the podcasting this very Thursday yes, it is. with oh, Startup Bromley, the local business support organisation based out of the libraries mm. here. And uh, yes, we're going to be talking to whoever attends about how to start their own podcast, how to change it if they've already got one and all that kind of thing. Yeah, just give some insights and share and talk about it. And Because it, podcasting seems to be the way now. It is. It, it, there's, the a, there's a democracy of channels out there. Mm. There are things you can do yourself, like the YouTube um, 
clip that you just recorded for us as well. Right. But can I quickly say as yeah, well, yeah. Um, you know, podcasting as well is almost like a way of sharing your story. You might not talk to people, but some people can talk freely on a podcast. So, for example, um, Jason Morell's uh, brother mm. who started doing Richard, a podcast, yeah. Richard, back in Devon. Mm-hmm. And um, it's called Let's, Let's Talk Big D. And have a look at it. He's got a couple of episodes out on um, Spotify. But he just started it out for fun. And now it's just, he's really, really enjoying it. He's had a couple of great guests on there. So it's that healing process sometimes as well. And feeling alive. Well, you could argue that um, it's another way of communicating and just getting out there and talking to people. And and it's it's fun. So I wonder just how, I know that the number of podcasts is 2 million plus. And it's like doubled in the space of, and more than in the space mm. of two years or something like that. So lots of them out there. Really? But only one Bromley Buzz. Only one Bromley Buzz. Mm. And only one Darren. And only one Zenat. Yep. Now then, let's hit up some news. I'm going to do a couple, then you can do your life in Bromley. Um, yep, and then I've right. got a couple of other things that I want to mention as well. Yep. Okay, mine are uh, fairly quick anyway. So I have the latest Orpington <coughs> first. You're right there. Yes. Oh. Wait, you the have other... to talk. Sorry. <laughs> yes, Orpington First magazine, uh, the one for the summer edition, which is a green cover here. Local people set high bar for office art competition. Uh, Orpington law firm Clarkson Wright Jakes invited students from local secondary schools to produce a piece of art that reflects the community in which we live and work. The office received over 80 entries, which made judging their favourite pieces a difficult task, and those have ended up the ones... Um, taken on the newly painted walls of CW Day's offices and they've got pictures of um, the artist from Derek Wood School with the managing partner Amanda Medin and uh, art teacher Mrs Jackson and head of art Mr Radford uh, in that picture so if you can get hold of a copy of Orpington First magazine or look them up on social um, that's that the other thing I've got the latest Bromley news shopper here I haven't got anything which I'm particularly fascinated by in terms of news but one thing they do have, which is just really nice to open the page on every single week, they've got a page called Camera oh. Club, and they've got these lovely pictures. Look! Yes, that's the foxy one. Oh, adorable. Yes, um, well done, Stephanie Rolfe, for taking that I picture. I should put some of my fox pictures into the magazine. I've got some great ones from my, that took in my garden. Well, yes, <laughs> I, you've got a lovely uh, garden with the hidey hole for the foxes. This is a one which I hadn't noticed when I was looking at it earlier. A lovely um, picture of a pond, lake, whatever you want to call it, um, with some ducks, I think it is. Anyway, Hussywell Park in Bromley, I don't know where Hussywell Park is, but I intend to find mm. out, by Barbara Fowlds. And uh, yeah, it's a really beautiful shot. So, And there's a heron, by the way, underneath that by Christine Power. And that oh, I yeah, do love a heron, lovely. that's a beautiful picture in flight, isn't it? It's beautiful. Right, it's anyway. Stunning. Over to you. Right, okay, so uh, a couple of things I wanted to mention before I go into uh, the Life in Bromley magazine. Mm. Unfortunately, I don't have a copy of the Life in Orpington, but um, I've got the Life in Bromley with me here. Uh, but before I do, Salt and Pepper Fish and Chips Place has now opened uh, right opposite Primark on Bromley High Street. Uh, looks really busy in there. They've got some lovely, a lovely menu as well of um, delights. So if you're into fish and chips, then have a look there. Um, also, I wanted to say it's really sad news for all those sweet lovers out there who uh, love Mr. Sims on Orpington High Street. 
that is closing apparently. So we'll no longer be there. Where will I get my blue blue um, whales from or whatever? You're going to have to come to Bromley because there's the lollipop store which was because te- they used to be Mr. Sims, Mr. Sims yep. in Bromley High Street, which turned to turned into the lollipop store. Um, yeah, so it's a real sh- it's a real shame, but um, yeah, sad news that was. So um, more joyful stuff. In the Life in Bromley, which is the September issue, so grab your copy. There is a lovely um, five minute with Magic Maisie, and it's about being a magician. So, did you know our London borough is filled with hidden magicians? The Orpington Magic Society is a home to the local community of enthusiastic entertainers. Among them is Magic Maisie, a young magician who has astonished audiences nationwide with her unique array of almost 200 tricks. From appearing on the Magic Society's third anniversary as a guest of honour to joining universally renowned magicians on stage at Blackpool Annual Magic Convention. Sorry, Macy tells us all about her extraordinary experience in the unique circle. How wonderful is that? Mm. She'd be a great guest for our buzz. Yes, she might make me disappear. Yippee! <laughs> no, I, no, I so hate no. that comment. Oh dear. So, um, finally, it says just at the end if you're looking to get involved in the magic phenomenon, Orpington Magic Society welcomes magicians far and wide to learn new knowledge and share a few tricks of their own. You can find them online at Orpington Magic Society Business site or via their website, uh, sorry, or via Facebook account on the same name. Magic Macy is also online on the new website www.magicmacy.co.uk and on her Instagram and YouTube at Magic Macy. Okay. Lovely. So that was really, really nice to um, read about and I think it's important to show talents um, of young people. Absolutely. And that might be something to look at for the next year's Bromley Arts Festival. Hmm, magic. Magic. Because um, I do know a few magicians. Now, there was something else I wanted to mention in here. Um, where's it gone? Where's it gone? Do you have anything while I'm kind of. I don't know. I, I, know I, need, I need to get you a bookmark, clearly. You do. Um, need I, to okay, get I have. See, I'm not as. Um, I will break out briefly into Spotted on Social. Okay. Uh, and what I spotted this time was on Twitter, the Bethlehem Gallery. Uh, opening tomorrow. Well, it's already open now because this is after it. But anyway. Lifestyle at Bethlehem Gallery is a solo exhibition by Hashtag Raymond exploring domestic interiors and the practice of drawing. Which I must admit, I can't actually work out what that means exactly. So I'm going to have to head down to Bethlehem Gallery and work out how mm. domestic interiors and the practice of drawing get together. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, right, I'm here now. Well done. I have the notice board section. So um, on there, there was access to sports. So the Duke of Gloucester recently visited Bromley Borough as part of the Access to Sports programme um, that the Bromley Council is running to give eligible children and young people the opportunity to experience new sport. Pictured at the Bromley FC grounds, the Duke enjoyed a boxing demonstration and met with uh, Bromley Mayor, Councillor Hannah Gray, its programme organiser and invited guests. So for more details of the Access programme for sports, you can go to bcff. Um, sorry, bcfforum.org forward slash access to sport. That's wonderful. Mm. And since we're here at the Newman Centre, I just wanted to mention it, because I think we did a while back, but it's in yep. 
the magazine is the 10k trooper the team from bromley devonshire house and human flexible workspace took part in the asics london 10k to raise money for chartwell cancer trust a total of 1086 pounds was raised so massive huge congratulations to jaya sophie amy and lee mm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really enjoyed the pictures of them all dressed up in their running kit on uh, social media as yeah. well. It was brilliant. I mean, I mm. went down and I made it just on time as it was coming through. Mm. So that was great. <laughs> yeah. So, what else has been spotted on social? Anything else? Nope, but I've got uh, quite a bit of what's on. Yes, we do. And the interesting oh. thing... Oh. Actually, no, no, that's going to come in the what's on. Sorry. Carry on. Okay, right. Now, most of this, not all of it, but most of it is from the newly updated um, BromleyBuzz.uk website um, because the What's On section is um, getting more and more populated. And I've taken these things from there mostly, with the exception of one which you're about to talk about anyway in a minute. Mm. But uh, I'll go from the Big Hero Hunt, which you can find more about on the Your Bromley website. Um, but it says, join Pakiki Theatre on an adventure to find the future heroes of Bromley Borough. On the way, we'll be mastering the map, cracking the clues and finding the faces old and new. The event comprises an interactive family theatre show, followed by an optional town quest activity. Complete the activity and receive a prize. So that's for the children of the borough. And uh, it includes a show of 75 minutes and another 30 minutes of the town quest activity. So that's going to keep people busy. Um, moving on. Um, after that, that was 3rd to 24th of September. We've got the 4th of September. Oh no, uh, yeah, <laughs> the 4th of September. Past. However, no, <laughs> cunning plan. The Torpington um, Food Festival actually oh. is continuing from the 4th of September for a while. They've just had their Sunday social in Market Square, and there's more on the Orpington First website. 10th of September, Westcombe Park Rugby Club versus Sudbury. Just sort of mentioned them. We did an interview with the chairman of the club uh, previously, which you can look out. Seventeenth mm -hmm. of September. This looks like a great day, and you need to look up the link on our website for this. But Penge Fest food? three. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> if it doesn't have food in it, I'm not so interested in an event. And uh, you know, I haven't. I'm just trying to remember the um, Bromley FC pies. Yes, that's um, got food in it too. Don't worry. Um, Grace Forty's coming soon. Not long before we're there. That's true. Ah, and on another food place, uh, Joe Earls, which is a very nice coffee shop and eatery in Chislehurst, have their September Book Club on the 28th of September. And again, I've got a link up to that. 3rd to the 8th of October, I hope we get to go to this, Strictly Ballroom with Kevin Clifton and Maisie Smith at the Churchill Theatre in Bromley. Well, we've already interviewed him, so... That's very true. Well, and we're after that. him again as well. And oh, you're going to have to mention this, aren't you? Already mm. in December... Ha, Here yeah. we go again. The Fourth of December. Um, another Santa Dash. Um, have you still got your kit? Have you still got I your do. Santa? I think so, somewhere. I definitely do mine. So uh, we can dust them off and have to trouble them for any new kit gear. Uh, the Bromley Little Theatre on Instagram has been putting out an awful lot of shows that it's got for yeah. next year. I remember um, the King's Speech only came up yesterday as one of them. But the one that's excited me the most so far in 2023, Blackadder. I yes. can go along and see some of the best lines ever written in comedy performed at our local theatre in uh, the heart of Bromley. That would be terrific. Um, I'm actually looking forward to taking you somewhere, which is actually um, your birthday gift, isn't it? Part of your birthday. Well, we already gave you some of your birthday gift, but this was yep. an additional that I wanted to treat you to. Are you going to tell our listeners where I'm taking you? 
Churchill Theatre and it's the burlesque event they've got yeah. coming up. Mm. That's going to be a lovely night. Yep. No tassels then? Mm, might be a socky or two, but that's going to be Christmas or otherwise. Um, right, so also coming up, we've got the Beckenham Business Association Day. So if you've got a small business and you want to um, take part in there and advertise them, do get in touch with them. That's on the 13th of October and it runs... Runs, <laughs> runs from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So you can find out more information at www.beckenhambusinessassociation.co.uk. Um, hopefully we'll be there. Yep. Buzzing about it, and I may have a so. stall as well. Um, so yes, do find out some more information if you want to take part, because I'm sure they only have limited stalls, because depending on the space that they have. But a great day to advertise and promote yeah. your business because it's not purely Beckenham you can actually join the association even if you're not in Beckenham that's yeah, one of the points absolutely. I made previously yeah. £30 a year to be in something which you can advertise yourself yeah, through if I remember correctly and I, I, I recently uh, about a couple of months ago I spoke hmm. at one of their um, networking events which was absolutely lovely indeed with <laughs> no shoes on with no shoes on because we were in a new venue yes business as usual business as usual yes and it's, it's quite cool lovely brand new white carpets so you have to take your shoes off or wear these plastic things over your shoes. Um, also coming up here, right here in the Newman Flexible Workspace, they are holding a Macmillan Coffee Morning. And that's going to be from 10 to 12 on Wednesday the 21st. So do come along and uh, visit. At, there's going to be games, there's going to be yummy cakes, food again. <laughs> Lots of things happening, people... Um, sort of donating, there's going to be a raffle, and what's really exciting, if you want to take part, there is a bake-off that they're going to be having, and um, all entries need to be in by 10am on the 21st of September, just give um, Newman Flexible Workspace a tingle, and they will give you the information, but it's, um, you need to submit your name, contact details, company, cake name, and the ingredients, and there's going to be three judges, one of them is going to be the Mayor of Bromley, Councillor Hannah Gray, and I'm not sure who the other two are, but um, yes, they are going to be judging your cake or cakes based on presentation, texture, taste and creativity. So yeah, if you want to get involved with that, it's going to be amazing. Right here, Newman Road, Newman Flexible Workspace. Smashing. Super. Any others? No, that brings us to the end of the show. Cha-ching. Mm, Russell Sprit. Grace. Oh. Tea, here we come. Oh, stop uh, press. Hang, <laughs> hang on, isn't it my job to interrupt? Stop rustling. All right, well, you can read that one out then in a minute when you're ready. There you go. I'm going to throw in... Um, Right, I bumped into the Crystal Palace Dinosaurs people at that Penge event the other day. Um, these what, are... the same ones that were at the Warren? No. Oh. No, these are very stationary, Victorian ones that have been around for like 150 oh. years up in Crystal Palace and they're being preserved. But uh, there is a Dinosaur Heritage Open Day, 10th to the 11th of September, two days, around the Crystal Palace Dinosaurs. Loads of fun things, including live dinosaurs, amazing show, tours for kids, families and dedicated enthusiasts, mm. art, fun and all sorts of things. And uh, Palace and Capella performing Jolly Old Beast and Dino Chorus. Drawing for adults with professional guidance. So there you go. And uh, if their flyer was a bit bigger, I'd be able to read out the actual um, address. But anyway, Crystal Palace Dinosaurs. I think their hashtags go out as uh, CP Dinosaurs. Okay. Uh, the other one I'm going to mention um, 
I'm not going to talk about all of these. If you went into Waterstones Orpington, they have the flyer mm. there. And this particular flyer is Orpington's children's events. And I like this one, uh, which is 6th of November, 2.30 to 4.30pm. Book signing and sleuthing with author Fleur Hitchcock. What a great name for a crime writer. Yeah. Author of Murder at Snowfall. Da, da, da. Brilliant. You're looking Fantastic. at my dinosaurs. I am looking at that because I was just thinking, oh, it's only till the 11th of September. I was just thinking about when my niece and nephew come down for Christmas. Well, the dinosaurs are there all the time. It's just the activities thing. The activities. Anyway, I bombed you with a you did, um, flyer. You did. You bombed me with a flyer. But I just quickly wanted to mention, actually, uh, with Life in Bromley, Life in Orpington, if you want to get involved in there and find out any... Um, advertise your business or you've got any amazing pet pictures I mean grab this copy if you haven't seen it it's a community magazine yeah, and call. it's great to get involved I mean you can even um, nominate your local hero so if you know someone who's done something great for the community why not nominate them um, and also if you want to advertise I mean the next booking for the deadline is the 5th of September which is today Whoops. Whoops. Okay, but that would be mean that the next one after that is the 5th of October. 5th of October. Yeah, yeah, so you can either call 020-3488-9959 or you can email hello at lifeinmagazine.co.uk and the editor is uh, Loretta Wright. Okay, so yes, um, do the, that. It's a fantastic magazine. Right, what you bombarded me with was a leaflet. The very last thing. The very last things before we buzz out. So 16th annual SE20 Arts Group Exhibition. Friday, 9th of September, 6 till 9 p.m. with drinks and nibbles. You'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to say that. Uh, uh, Saturday, 10th, will be from 10 to 6 p.m. And Sunday, 11th, 12 to 5 p.m. Actually, so I'll be in Cambridgeshire, but never mind. Oh, yeah? Maybe yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go down you and I'll, go I'll nibble for you. Thank you. Uh, so, Penge uh, Congregational Church at Kenilworth Hall. So, that's 172 High Street, SE 20 SQS. Original artwork for sale by up to 30 local artists. I think that's beautiful. Very arty place, Penge, quite clearly. Mm. It's wonderful to hear that. Fantastic. Mm. Right, how are we buzzing out today? Oh, I think we'll go back to the beginning since we're a year old. And we just did a, a buzz based on how upbeat or downbeat we were at the time. Yeah. So let, let's uh, hit it. I'm feeling pretty cheerful at the moment. And I've got the prospect possibly of Grace 40 ahead and uh, some more nibbling to be done. In which case... <laughs> and...